This is The Talent Show, a podcast by Talent Canada, the national magazine for workplace leaders published by Annex Business Media. You've tuned in to hear conversations with Canadian experts on the latest in workplace leadership and human resource practices. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our latest episode of The Talent Show. I'm your host, Marcel Vanderweer. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Thornton, a collaborator at the Brookfield Institute for Innovation and Entrepreneurship, housed at Ryerson University in Toronto. Thanks for coming on the show, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Today, Jessica and I will be looking into the proverbial crystal ball on the topic of the future of work here in Canada. This discussion stems from a recently published report by Brookfield entitled, Yesterday's Gone, Exploring the Future of Canada's Labour Market in a Post-COVID World. The report is designed to push leaders from all sectors to consider new possibilities about the future of work. So Jessica, these are always very interesting discussions and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Can you tell us about Brookfield's latest report, how it came together and some of the key findings? Absolutely. So um, a couple of years ago, the Brookfield Institute launched a 18 month initiative called Employment in 2030. And this was a project that was designed to explore what the future of skills might be. Uh, And so to kick that off, we did trends research, exploring what were all the changes happening with the potential to impact the future of Canada's labor market. And then we used that to inform a set of expert workshops where experts, labor market experts, told us how they thought select occupations might change in the future. And then from that, we were able to use a machine learning algorithm that told us what the future might hold. And then COVID happened. Um, And right around that time, we were in the throes of discussing how we might actually take the output of that forecast. Uh, and turn it into a more actionable uh, project, working with regional partners to identify what regional solutions might be to some of those gaps identified through that research. And as COVID happened and all the changes related to it, we realized that in order to really start that conversation with regional partners, we needed to revisit the trends that were impacting the future of work because the future all of a sudden looked very, very different. And so this report yesterday's gone is the summary of that. We used a strategic method called horizon scanning, which allowed us to look at a range of sources, both academic journal, we, look at, we looked at patents, uh, we looked at media sources, uh, we looked at you know, social media conversations, we looked at a really broad range of data sources, and then also brought in 50 labor market experts to tell us what they were paying attention to. And the output of that is, uh, is the report that we released a couple of weeks back that summarizes eight mega trends uh, and 34 related trends under, that relate to those. Yeah, it seems like a a sort of all-encompassing report. I know you've identified a variety of market trends from your research, as you mentioned. Which of them do you believe will most shape the Canadian labor landscape in the next decade? Our report really does cover a broad range of areas because there are just such a broad range of changes in motion. So, for instance, we look at how the shift to Uh, virtual work and virtual school and what that might impact could really have fundamental changes. We also look at how, you know, developments in technology, the climate crisis, conversations around reconciliation and inclusion are also transforming not just the way we work, but but the cultures around it as well. And so there really is such a a broad range to, to be able to name one or two specifically. Fair enough. 
Jessica, you mentioned COVID-19 uh, being a major factor in shaping the future of work. Uh, obviously, just came up over the past year. What pandemic change has been most significant, in your opinion, in terms of shaping the workplace? So unfortunately, I don't have a crystal ball, and there's definitely a few different options. But certainly right now, it does feel that remote work um, and you know a boom in people moving outside of cities has the potential to have a lasting change overwork and relationships between workers and employees. There are such a broad range of changes. I think it's easy for us to focus on some of those ones that feel most important right now in terms of remote work. Um, But when we think about 10 years out and what that will mean, I think it'll be interesting to see what some of those, you know, first order and secondary impacts might be and how that actually might play a big role transforming the future. Jessica, from your findings, which trends do you believe will most affect workplaces and how can work leaders best prepare? One of the megatrends we look at is um, one called finding meaning and well-being. And that is really just looking at how, um, you know, in response to the tremendous pressure on, on people's mental health associated with pandemic and even before the pandemic happened, we did see, you know, fairly concerning statistics around how, how stressed and anxious workers were becoming as, as a result to work. And so this trend is really looking at what that might mean in the future and whether or not it might actually push people to reconsider their relationship with their employers. And so one of the trends, for instance, we look at is something called uh, workaholic extinction. So whether or not, you know, that whole workaholic mentality is something that we'll start to see fade out uh, into the future. And, and if that is the case, employers are really going to have to think about how they're going to maintain levels of productivity and what are the different ways and incentives they can uh, can use to continue to keep employees and, and, and top talent engaged. That's just one of the sort of experiences that we're looking at right now that could be really interesting and impactful over the future. And so one of our biggest advice, I think, coming out of this is, I mean, there's a lot of different things you could look at, but one of the things that uh, employers should really be paying attention to is the mental health of their team members and what they can do to keep uh, engagement levels high. Sure, yeah. In terms of some maybe practical strategies that that work leaders could take away from this, you just mentioned the looking at mental health, for instance. But is there anything more that that you might offer someone in the in the work leadership field from that perspective? Just something practical they can take away from your report moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest takeaways, I think, for employers is just that there are fundamental changes happening um, that mean that there's just a different orientation to work and how we're thinking about it and what people need out of it. I think the pandemic has caused tremendous pressure on so many people in so many different ways, and that the whole idea about work-life integration is now, you know, essentially been just like erased. Uh, It is just... We are all just trying to, you know, do the best we can to get through with all the different changes and upheavals uh, and the emotional toll of that. And so I think just being able to understand what that looks like and that it is a moment of reflecting on what needs to change. And so I think remote work is a great example where, yes, you know, I think early on it was how can we do what we were doing before, but all at home and using virtual tools. Now the conversation shifting to how do we meaningfully leverage collaboration tools that mean that we can still create high employee engagement, we can still maintain high levels of productivity, but at home and that the one-to-one just trying to translate your 
sort of analog world into a digital world as we know in many different cases, even you know before remote work, doesn't quite, doesn't quite happen that way. And so I think employers who do really well uh, to be able to maintain high productivity and engage staff will, will do so and win so by building a highly engaging culture of remote workers. And so there'll need to be new ways to think about what that means. And some of the old techniques just might not translate so easily into a digital form. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if, if there, anything surprised you in terms of the results that, that you were able to gather here, anything that really sticks out that you might not have been looking at prior to the research conducted? Yeah, I mean, I definitely there's a few trends that um, were a bit surprising from what we originally looked at a couple of years ago. And, and so, you know, we like to think about it in terms of, you know, the pandemic in many ways has accelerated existing trends. So trends we were already paying attention to have just been increased in terms of what they look like. And so thinking about automation and digitization, you know, what we were seeing before has just sort of um, taken off and accelerated as well as remote work is obviously something that's been here for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, conversely, you know, the pandemic has taken other trends uh, and disrupted their trajectory. So for instance, uh, at our last report on how there was really great progress happening for women in the workplace uh, and that there had been a sort of a series of um, events that were starting to look like uh, women might have a more promising uh, future in the workforce. Uh, and the pandemic has very much uh, disrupted the trajectory of, of that progress. Uh, as we now know, women have been disproportionately impacted by job losses, not to mention have had uh, increased burden of needing to uh, look after remote learning uh, and whatnot. And so it's been quite a, a challenging uh, time that's something we anticipate will have lasting impact in one way or another. Uh, the pandemic has also had entirely new trends come to the surface or things we never thought we had to talk, think about and are now quite um, key in, or could be. So for instance, you know, what will the lasting impact of social distancing be in stay at home orders be on, on workers are once, you know, we're vaccinated and, and we're told it's safe to, to go out, will everyone just embrace that? Or will there be sort of lasting psychological impact on how people want to be in crowded areas and what their comfort levels are? And so mm -hmm. that could have a huge implication on, you know, uh, tourism, uh, hospitality, theater, and all types of industries such as that, um, depending on what that looks like. And then meanwhile, there's other trends that have just been uh, ticking along that are, are less impacted um, by, by COVID, but still important to pay attention to. And I'm thinking about some of the climate change related trends mm -hmm. where, you know, we saw some huge impacts. If we think about just, you know, less than, or just over a year ago, the forest fires happening in Australia, what we saw in California this summer, there are these disruptive forces that happen and have an impact on our economy uh, and we can't lose sight of them. And conversely, we've seen tremendous boom in this, what we call the space economy in the last year that I think is really promising and optimistic about what future opportunities might hold around the corner. To close the conversation, um, obviously our audience is, is senior leaders in workplaces across Canada. Is there a key message that you might want to leave with that group, uh, something that they could take away from your report and just and move forward uh, into the future? Good question. I think one of the mega trends we we look at, uh, as well as one we call shifting power, and just looking at how there are um, you know globally different power shifts happening. Uh, I think you know between you know the U.S. and China that's been happening for a while. But there's also some generational power 
shifts happening as well that we need to pay attention to and what that looks like. And so I think, you know, in, in on top of all these other, you know, key concerns we need to think about in terms of what are the emerging technologies, you know, how are, how are sort of social dynamics and values changing about work. Um, we also need to think about what those under underlying power structures and how they might be shifting uh, in the coming years as we move forward. So I think that's just another megatrend I would uh, draw some attention towards. Thanks, Jessica. Really appreciate you sharing your insights with us at Talent Canada. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for tuning in to The Talent Show, the podcast by Talent Canada. To hear more of our episodes or to find the latest workplace headlines from across the country, visit talentcanada.ca.